and good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jiskler here. We hope that you guys are enjoying yourselves. Hope that you guys are having a great start to your day. Sorry, I'm getting my microphone and my chair and everything situated. I'm a little discombobulated today, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> we've got a fun show coming your way. We've got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we did an extremely LSU heavy show yesterday, which means that today we're going to kind of get back on track of what we actually do. And we're going to talk some high school sports, which I know is going to make a lot of people happy because we kind of got off of that train yesterday. Um, so let's do this. We're going to get to our local high school scoreboard in just a second. Um, but first, let's remind you guys that today we've got South Lafouche taking on Homa Christian School. That game will start at 6 o'clock right here on KLEB. The first pitch will be brought to you by State Bank and Trust Company. The Tarpons taking on Homa Christian. It's pretty much a must win. South Lafouche has got to get this one under their belts. They've got to get that win against Homa Christian School. And try to start building some momentum, right? Try to start piecing some things together. Build some momentum to try to jump into the postseason um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to certainly be a chore for the Tarpons, but that's going to be the thing that they're trying to do in the coming uh, weeks is trying to figure out how to get themselves into postseason play. So <clears throat> let's see what we got here. We've got our opening segment of the show. My apologies, y'all. The internet. So we're, we're having all sorts of issues today. My internet's not working well. My chair wasn't set up right. I didn't have my recorder roll, and I'm all sorts of discombobulated today. Everybody else is in postseason mode. I'm over here in preseason mode. I'm struggling mightily. Bear with me. My scoreboard has just loaded up. So I could tell you that last uh, last night around the state of Louisiana, the following games were played as Jiskler catches up to the rest of the pack. CCA gets a 7-4 win over HL Bourgeois. It's not looking like it's going to be a postseason uh, season for HL Bourgeois. They're a little behind the eight ball. Covenant Christian gets a victory there. Destrahan gets a win over Thibodeau, two to one. So the Wildcats get a gutsy district win over Thibodeau and keep the pace with the big dogs in our local 5A district. That's a second straight district loss, by the way, for Thibodeau because the Thibodeau Tigers lost over the weekend to HL Bourgeois. So it's been a little bit of a skid for the Thibodeau team. <clears throat> Terrebonne. They get back on the horse. They needed this one. They beat Livonia 8-4. to Terrebonne absolutely, positively, 100% needed a win yesterday. <clears throat> and they got it. They beat Livonia at home 8-4. to The Tigers get a victory. Go to 4A results. And, of course, the game that you were able to hear right here, South Lafouche gets an 8-0 win over Riverdale. Um, Mason Buzigar was outstanding on the mound. Threw the ball very well. Was very efficient. Seven innings, 100 pitches. Allowed just two hits. Took advantage of some good defense. Eduardo Galicia threw out a couple of guys on the bases. So just a total team effort for a Tarpons team that played well. Got a win that they needed. They uh, get a big one. They went 8-0 over Riverdale. <clears throat> now, Vanderbilt falls to E.D. White. E.D. White actually gets a sweep of Vanderbilt over in that series. That was a two-game series. They played a home-and-home. Home. EDY beats them in both, 8-2. to two. So some good victories over the Cardinals there, getting themselves back into position after it had been a little bit of a struggle and a little bit of a slump for EDY. 
St. Charles Catholic gets a 6-2 win over Berwick. So Berwick falls to St. Charles. St. Charles is really good. They're going to be in the state championship contention. They get by Berwick. Donaldsonville gets a 17-2 victory over Thrive Academy. So good win for them. We told you about E.D. White's victory. Now let's tell you about St. James getting a 10-3 victory over Higgins. So good day for our local 3A district. A lot of teams getting some victories. <clears throat> 2A. Homa Christian School played Ascension Episcopal yesterday and fell 6-1. to By the way, I don't know if I gave this rundown to you all. We're going to have Joe Tuton on in the next segment of the show to talk about CCA baseball. We're going to have Butch Terrio on at noon to talk about Homa Christian School baseball. Then at 12-15, we'll have Stan Gravoff for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview segment. So we're going to have a bunch of guests and everything lined up. It's not going to be so much of me talking and ranting and raving as it was yesterday. Today, we're going to have a lot of guests, and we're going to turn the audience over to, to them. Central Catholic gets a 13-12 win over Westgate, and then as we said, CCA gets a 7-4 win over HL Bourgeois. So we turn our attention now to the power rating numbers in high school baseball, and boy, these numbers have changed, right? You know, we're having a big old party at the beginning of the year. Oh, man, everybody's the best. Everybody's going to the playoffs. Um, things have changed, and they've changed drastically. Right now, Division I non-select, it's a struggle. <clears throat> Destrehan is in right now. They're 17-8. and eight. They're number 15. Thibodeau has dropped from the top 10 to outside of the top 16. Thibodeau has fallen to number 17 with a 16-8 and eight record. Hanville is one spot below them at number 18 with a 16-9 and nine record. South Terrebonne is sitting at number 21 with a 15-7 and seven record. So those teams would all be playoff bound, but they would all, with the exception of Destrehan, be on the road in the opening round. So there, we got a lot of underdogs, and then now we got just a bunch of teams chasing. Terrebonne sitting at number twenty-eight with a sixteen and eleven record. Central Lafourche is number thirty with a thirteen and thirteen record. South Lafourche thirty-one with a twelve and ten record. HL Bourgeois thirty-two with a nine and fourteen record. It's going to be tough for all those teams. South Lafourche right now, they're thirty-first. Their power rating score is twenty-two point four. The twenty-fourth team is Zachary. Their power rating score is twenty-four point nine. So you've got to jump two and a half power points to try to catapult into the top 24. That's going to just be that's going to be really tough. That's not going to be easy for the Tarpons to do. It's not impossible, right? You know, if you get hot and you, and you you know you win, you know, 7 of 8 or whatever, you do have a chance to make it happen, but it's going to be very tough. Division 2 non-select. We've got a bunch of teams near the top. Lutcher sitting at number 2 with a 17 and 5 record. Assumption at number three with a 17-7 and seven record. So those two teams in great position. Ellender's holding on for dear life. They're sitting at number 23 with a 10-10 and 10 record. They're playing South Lafouche Thursday. That might be a playoff game for them. Morgan City sitting at number 27 with a 12-11 and 11 record. The Tigers better start winning some games, and they better start winning some games like right now. Division two select. E.D. White on the strength of their two-game sweep of Vanderbilt Catholic. They've jumped all the way up to number two in the state with a 15-8 and eight record, trailing just St. Louis. So E.D. White has gotten hot again, and they get a big uh, couple of wins. They're all the way up to number two. Vanderbilt, because of the couple of losses, they've slid down to number five. So both of those teams are in a good spot. Both of those teams are firmly in contention. Division three select, Homa Christian School, is at number 18 with a 10-12 and 12 record. Homa Christian's got a big one today with South Lafouche. Because you're facing a 12-win team, it got a chance to get 32 points. And then you're playing up several classifications, so it's another opportunity there. 
But I'm curious to see what their pitching plans are because Homa Christian School is also playing basically for a district championship on Thursday. And, of course, if you win your district championship, you're automatically in the playoffs. I'm curious to see how Butch navigates through this game today against South Lafouche. Division 4 selects CCA's number 9 with a 13-8 record. The Covenant Christian Lions are playing some good ball. They're doing some good things. They're 4-0 in their district. It's looking like they're going to be district champions. But they've got a ton of games left. Uh, Coach Joe has scheduled just about everybody. Like in the last couple, they don't have an off day really for the for the next couple of weeks. They're just playing every single day, sometimes two times in a day. So their pitching depth is going to be challenged, but they've got a chance to earn some power points. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to go to the aforementioned CCA. And Joe Tuton will ask him about his team as they're starting to get hot before postseason. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. 800-403-4623. That's 800-403-4623. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Off. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. It's playoff time. Let's let's be honest. It's the playoffs are not here, but there are teams that are heading down the final stretch run. There's another two weeks left to the season, and teams are gearing up. And one of those teams is CCA. They have won seven of their last eight and are playing their best ball at the right time. They've all the way worked their record up to thirteen and eight. And we have their coach, Coach Joe Tuto, on the line. Coach Joe, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good, buddy. How about you guys? Good, we're doing great, man. You guys got a victory over Bourgeois yesterday, 7-4. to four. You get those nine wins for them on the PowerPoint side. You get those points for playing up. A big old 37-and-a-half-point victory for the Lions yesterday. That was some good work, man. Yeah, Casey, I think uh, really, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you really get to, to feel the benefits when you play up. And uh, we're just pretty excited that – uh you know, some of these bigger schools will play us. I mean, I think we kind of got it rolling, so I'm pretty excited about it. Guys have won seven of eight. Looks like you guys are swinging it well, scoring double-digit runs multiple times. Looks like you guys are pitching it well, keeping opponents out of the scoreboard. Uh, coaches often say, hey, man, it's all about who plays their best ball at the right time. And there's still a lot of ball left in the regular season. We'll talk about that in a second. But right now, this is as well as you guys have played all year, it looks like. Listen, I think so, and I mean, listen, we always talk about you want to get hot at the right time, and, and I think what happened is I think we got uh, 10 games left. Out of the 10 games, I think we should be able to go a minimum of four, maybe a little bit better. If we, if we can win a couple of those games we're not supposed to, I, I think, you know, it'll really put us right in the power point system and, and give us definitely a buy in the first round, hopefully if we can stay in the top eight. Joe, um, I was just about to ask you about that. We talked about this in the last segment of the show. You guys are not having any days off over the next couple of weeks, man. You guys got a game just about every single day. You got nine regular season schedule games left on on the slate in the next uh, two or not even two weeks, about a week and a half. Bro, your arms are going to be tested. Your depth is going to be tested. Playing a lot of baseball here in the next two weeks. Well, you know, Casey, I, I think the biggest deal is Guys who are baseball players, we just assume played in practice. Uh, I think there's not much more you can do in practice at this time of the year. Uh, our guys are excited about playing. Listen, our seniors know that, listen, hey, you know, basically this tunnel's coming to an end. So hey, I think our senior class is doing a good job of getting after it, uh, leading the way in the right direction. You know, we got kids stepping up all the way from the eighth grade to the twelfth grade. Uh, you know, our, our kids are excited about playing and, and Look, we've been fortunate. The weather's holding out. Uh, we're just excited about playing, and I think the biggest thing is, I mean, when, when they went, you know, how they say it, when there's blood in the water, our guys can smell it come playoff time. 
I think the program gets excited and, and can turn it up to another gear, you know, come late April. Tell me about how your bracket shaked out. I know that we've had the conversation. It's going to all be single elimination the entire way. I don't think that that's right, but that's what it is. Where do the buys start? Is it in the top eight? The top eight, one through eight, get the buy, uh, you know, and then after that, you know, nine through 24 play. To be honest with you, Casey, the way I look at it, if we can finish in, in the top ten, we're still in pretty good shape. Uh, we've, we've played so much. To be honest with you, one more extra game I don't think would hurt, make us or break us. It, it, it might damper us on the way we do our pitching rotation. But, uh, you know, I think we're in pretty good shape, you know, as we go into playoffs. No doubt about that, man. And, look, you guys are going to be playing today. Uh, you guys are going to be taking on Holden, which is a Class B school, going on the road, taking on a nine-win opponent. Talk about some of the challenges you're expecting to face from them. And then you got also a rematch with Bourgeois tomorrow. Well, you know, I think the biggest deal with Holden is they got one, they got a college commit arm. Uh, I've seen the kid play, the guy that's the coach over there, uh, you know, played at Northwestern. He, he's a good baseball man. We're going to have to show up and take care of business. And I think, listen, you know, Coach Josh and the Braves, they chomping at the bit to get back after us on Wednesday after last night. So, look, it doesn't get any easier. Thursday we go back to, you know, St. Charles Catholic, you know, basically to kind of give us, you know, give us a really another test, and then we had Bell Chase on Saturday. So, uh, I mean, a busy week, like you said. Uh, I mean, not many days off. And But I think, listen, our guys are motivated. I, I think we, you know, as the season goes on, you kind of push these last two weeks. And I would rather play a lot of games late than a lot of games early because late when it, you know, early it counts, but late is when it really counts. And I think our guys are gelling well. One thing that's interesting about this big old stretch that you got coming up is it's all games against, not all, but most of the games are against teams that you've already seen. You've already played Bourgeois a couple times. You've already played St. Charles. You've already played Bell Chase. You've already played Central Lafouche. Is it almost like a good measuring stick? You know, hey, we played this team early. Now, hey, let's go see how far we've come. Uh, listen, no doubt. I'll I give you an example. Uh, we were fortunate enough that you know, we were able to beat Bourgeois in a close game. I, I think they're going to show up. Uh, they got some really good players over there. Listen, St. Charles Catholic is the two-time defending state championship. That, the measuring stick's high. You know, when you go to Laplace at their place, it's really, really high. We're going to Southside, which they're in the, you know, 5A public school. They're in the top 10. That's going to be a really another challenge. And I'm going to tell you this, South Lafouche coming to Homa, don't sleep on those guys. Those guys have been playing some really good baseball. So I think we're going to have to, you know, have our ducks in line, you know, as the last two weeks go down the order. No doubt about that, my friend. Look, I saw you made some comments about it yesterday, so I got to ask you, man. There's been so much hoopla and people talking about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, and I offered my thoughts yesterday. I also offered my thoughts on social media throughout the course of the week. Man, what are we doing? Like LSU won the damn national championship, and no one is talking about that because they're talking about a five-second hand gesture that is just part of trash talking during the game. I feel like we've gotten so soft, man. It's like tissue paper, man. What are we doing? Well, you know, Casey, listen, you know this as a player, as a coach, being in it. Uh, you know, listen, it's a soft society. I think, it, you know, everybody wants a trophy. And listen, in life, guess what? They got one boss where you work. Listen, they got one manager. I mean, you got to pay your dues, and that's just the way real life is. And what happens is, you know, not everybody gets a trophy, and that's life. Whether you like it or you don't like it, listen, LSU is amazing. They've done an amazing job. Why don't we talk about the job they did only losing two games all year? 
like a trash talking or whatever you want to say, classless. It's only classless because your team didn't win. Right. Like I'll give you an example. There's a lot of joy in, in high school baseball games. Some people are not happy when their team doesn't win. Some people are. I, I mean, it's kind of part of competitive sports. I think there's trash talking when these kids play video games today. So, you know, listen, basically, look, put on your big boy boots and just let's face the music and just we're going to tell it like it is. And, and I think the biggest thing we, we run across is, and I see this every day, a lot of people just want to look the other way and don't want to speak the truth because sometimes the truth hurts. And the truth is, like them or don't like them, LSU basketball is here to stay. They won a national championship. They're a year ahead of schedule. And they, we have some people in media, on social media, that are just basically haters, and they don't like it. Look, I mean, you know it as well as I know it. I'm an LSU fan. Like it or don't like it, Nick Saban and Alabama and football is still the measuring stick. Yep. All you got to do is go beat them. Listen, if you can beat them, you can talk trash. And listen, I think it all goes down to this. If you don't like somebody talking trash to you, beat them. Period. And and I and I feel like, you know, no matter what I say or you say, this is never going to change. It's kind of it, it's part of it's it's part of professional sports. You saw it in the World Baseball Classic. Look, I mean, you see it in Major League Baseball. You see it in college sports. You just happen to see it in women's sports. But there's two sides to every story. And look, let's don't take a side here. Let's just give LSU credit for winning the whole deal. Get over it. Guess what? You're going to have to deal with it all the way to next year, women's college basketball, because one year from now they're still a national champ. So I think it's just it's a sore subject because I think people who play and people who really understand the whole side of it know it's kind of just part of the game. Like in baseball, there's some unwritten rules that are not written down. There's some unwritten rules in sports, and I think, you know, competitive uh, chirping is part of it. And that's just my take on it. No, no doubt. Very well said. Thanks for elaborating. That was some good stuff. But look, before we let you go, MLB season is four or five days old. And I told you, we talked about this throughout the offseason and in spring training. I told you, I said, hey, I'm a little nervous about these rules, but I'm willing to give them a try. Joe, I got to tell you, I love them. There's, look, you're never not playing baseball. The game is always going on. The pitcher gets the ball in the mound. We're throwing again. The batter doesn't step out of the batter's box and adjust his glove a thousand times. Like whether and, and, and it's noticeable. Like whether there's offense or not, the game just feels like it flows better. I gotta tell you, I like the new rules. Casey, I love it. I love I love I love if you watch the offensive numbers, the non shift has already made a difference. Yep. Listen, hey, I just want you to go look at Joey Gallo's numbers. And look. He's a three hundred hitter again. <laughs> I, I mean so I just feel like, listen, the bigger bases, guys are running more, he's stealing more bases. Uh, more balls are put in play. I mean, I would like to know, and you might look this up later, you know, if you have a little time, what is the ball put in play percentage at this time of the season compared to this time last year? It's, like, I, I feel like what is the batting average on balls put in play as of today where it was into five games last year? Because, listen, batting average has to be higher and balls put into play on more hits because there's more holes. So, look, I think it's made a better game. And, and look, like I told you, Major League players will adjust to any rules, and uh, it's going to be a fun season. Look, I ain't going to lie to you. You're a Braves guy. Uh, you should be feeling pretty good because, man, the Phillies are stinking it up. Yep. I know it's early. I know it's early, but I can tell you this, man. Uh, I've been really impressed with the Texas Rangers. Uh 
they could be a sleeper, and I know it's early, but it's going to be a fun year, man. So many things can happen. The thing that I like, Joe, is it brings us back to baseball when I was a kid, where you got guys stealing second, and you got you know a catcher gunning somebody out. Like the Braves got Sean Murphy in the offseason, and he's had to use his arm a couple times. It brings back you know running. It brings back all those little things, guys getting singles again as opposed to just home runs and strikeouts. The game has more layers now, man, and it's just a more pleasurable game to watch. But I'm not going to lie, last year – I, I zoned out a little bit in the middle of the year because you'd watch a game and there were there were two results or three results. Pop up, strike out, home run. That was it. This year it's a more diverse game and it, it's much more enjoyable to watch. Well, you know, Casey, I think MLB has did a, really put an emphasis on bringing back the athleticism. Yep. You know, when the you know, the Roberto Alamores, you know, of the day. And I think what happens is, you know, now a guy listen a guy's going to be just as much value if he can hit a single and steal second and third base as a guy who's going to hit a three-run homer and strike out three times. So, I mean, it's all about the value of what you're looking for in your team. You know, I think us as high school coaches look at it the same way. You're going to have some boppers, but you got to have some you got to have some, some some tiny guys who can run and get on base, you know, and force some pressure. And I think in Major League Baseball, you're going to see a lot more athleticism and you're going to see guys going to be, you know, just across the board. Uh, defensively, they'll get better because they have to. You know, you ain't going to see the catcher sitting on the knee as much when there's a guy on first base. I mean, it's going to be, uh, like I said, it's a lot more fun to watch. And like it or you don't like it, the games are shorter. And I think you can stay in tune with the game more, you know, as just a moderate fan. And I think a moderate fan will have more interest in baseball, you know, than than, than a guy that, you know, who's a diehard you know, guy, and I think, uh, listen, for the business aspect of baseball and basically I would say, you know, for the performance side of it, I think it's good for the game, man. I think it's really good for the game, and uh, the players will get used to it. So, look, it's fun to watch. So, I just, uh, like I said, I got MLB TV at home, and I watch the West Coast games at, at night. I, I don't know if you saw the Indians and the Guardians went extra innings. I did. I, I watched. I the late game. I watched the ninth and the tenth inning. That was that was a great finish. The A's get that home run, then the the Guardians come right back at them. No doubt. So you know, I, I think uh, you know. Listen, I mean, I'm a baseball, you, you know, I would say purist, and I think uh, you know the Guardians, the third baseman uh, Ramirez, the left-handed hitter. Uh, he's I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. You know yep. what I mean? If you get a chance to watch him a lot, he's a really good player. So. Uh, but I'm I'm excited about it, Major League Baseball, man. It's it's fun, man. It's fun to watch. The rules are good, and uh, you know I think things that they do carry over and help us high school coaches. So, uh, you know, it should be fun. And you know, we talk baseball. LSU's still on the tear, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see them Mississippi State this weekend. If they can win two out of three every year, uh, I, I, every weekend it's going to be fun to watch, man. And you know, and listen tonight. I tell you this. I think Nickel State's going to show up in Baton Rouge and. Uh, you know, it should be fun. It should be fun for the Thibodeau people with a chance to go to Alex Box and knock off the number one team in the nation. No doubt, my friend. Look, we thank you so much for the time. We're up against a break. Good stuff, Joe. Take care, man. Good luck this week. Okay, man. Thanks, bud. Yep. That is Coach Joe Tutone with CCA. We love having him on, man. Look, I'll be honest. Whenever we first started having Joe on, oh, two, three years ago, right? I didn't know him very much. He didn't know me very much. We would just kind of strictly talk CCA. 
now that we know one another and like we we know what one another likes, like it makes for great radio. I mean, it, it was a good segment there. I loved his thoughts on the Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese stuff. Loved his thoughts on the MLB game. Um, look, I love the new rules, man. I love the new rules. Um, you're always playing. There's never a break. There's never, you know, oh, well, this guy's not in the bat. You're always playing. The game has so much more action in it now. It's more compact, and I love what I'm seeing. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Butch over at home of Christian School. They take on South Lafouche today. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. You know, I, I made a little list in the beginning stages of the week, and I said, hey, well, I would love to have these guys on this week. And I put Joe Tuto on the list, and I put 
Butch Terrio on the list, and I decided, hey, well, let's have go, let's go ahead and have Butch on today, because it, today they're coming down the bayou and they're taking on South Lafouche, a game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. First pitch, six o'clock, Homewood Christian School taking on South Lafouche. Big ball game for both teams. Going to be a playoff-like feel for both teams. Coach Terrio, welcome to the show. Good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm super excited about going back down to the road today. For sure, man. Look, your team comes in playing well. Got 10 victories, 10 and 12 mark on the season. But you guys are starting to play some better baseball outside of yesterday where you kind of slipped up against a very good Ascension Episcopal team. It had been a good stretch for your club. Talk about the way you guys are playing, man. Absolutely. We lost, we lost uh, like two games to, to some very good teams. We lost to Central Private the other day, and then we lost yesterday to Central Episcopal. Like you said, very, very good team in 2A. And look, don't let the score fool you. Being that it was 6-1, to one, it was 2-1 going into the bottom of the fifth. And, you know, just some things kind of ran out, and, and uh, they got to scratch a couple, two. We couldn't scratch because it's the bottom of the sixth. And, you know, it was just a good ball game. Actually, that game was very, very close to what it was according to the scoreboard. And we were super proud walking out of that stadium uh, just knowing that we played a good team and we played them tough. Brian and I were kind of speculating about this during our yesterday broadcast against Riverdale. And I'm going to ask you about it. Look, feel free to not give me the full plan if you don't want to. I understand. But you guys are playing South Lafouche today, and that's a big game. That's a big PowerPoint opportunity, chance to get 32 points plus the points we're playing up. But you're playing what might be your district championship game on Thursday. So pitching-wise, do you prioritize the district game more or the game tonight, which is a bigger PowerPoint game? Oh, absolutely, the district game because we get that automatic bid, plus you get that pride of winning the championship. We always kind of base ourselves on that. Uh, I, I feel very comfortable even going in of, of looking at, you know, uh, the PowerPoint scores and stuff like that on how, how it points come across. Yes, if we come out and win the day against South Lafouche, super, super excited about that. We could get our PowerPoints, probably move, might even move us into a home game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the fact of, no, we, we consistent on what our pitchers and what our pitchers could do. I'm looking to have all, everybody on, on, on deck for Thursday night's game. Like I said, anytime you can play for a championship, Casey, you, you, you go for that. You know, I, I'm a guy, old school guy. You know, give us a sense of pride. We're not chasing points. We, we're chasing wins is what we do. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Look, you told me earlier in the season, man, we just got to start getting timely hits. And, look, you guys are starting to win some games, but uh, at times it's like a 3-2 to two type of club. So maybe still a little bit more to go on that offense. Talk about the challenge of trying to grow those guys throughout the course of the year. Well, it, it's the same thing. It, you know, we, we get a guy, we get a walk, we get him over, and we look down and like, oh, Man, boy, if I could have that three hitters to go in that situation, it, it's kind of like, you know, just you got to get two rallies and we just kind of run out of outs at the time. But our guys are really scrapping bottom in the lineup to say, man, we got to get on base. We got to do whatever we can to get on base. And if we do have somebody on base, let, let's, let's move them over so we can get those hits at the beginning of the lineup. And they're really kind of buying into that, Casey. And, you know, it's kind of worked. Bro, you guys have a, a lot of games left, and they're all very important. Just looking at your schedule, you're facing either all district opponents or all opponents with double-digit wins. So you've got opportunities to either win the district championship or just get a ton of power points. Bro, what it looks like right now for y'all could look drastically different if y'all could get hot and go on a little streak here. Oh, 100%. We can go in until bye. You know, we sitting right here, uh, uh, you know, and, and – we, we, we don't go any any park that we walk in, we feel that we can win that game. So it doesn't matter. Like I said, we pride ourselves on playing people. You look at our schedule throughout, most guys are double-digit wins, all with winning records. Uh, 
you know, so we, we, we trying to get better and better. So when the playoffs come that we, we have that season and to get in the point uh, to, to play hard. But man, yeah, the end of this stretch right here, that's pretty tough. You know what I mean? We, we got uh, uh, past quarter, uh, semi quarterfinals, past state champions. You know, it just, it just keeps getting from there. So. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Look, tell me about your uh, your roster in terms of. Do you have any seniors? I know you said you're super young, but I think you. I remember you telling me you got a couple of seniors, and you know, how do you approach that final couple of weeks of the year, knowing that, hey, man, it, it's it's wrapping up for those guys. Oh, and, and I, I think they kind of kind of seen. And I talked to a couple guys today. They said we're gonna have our senior day on Saturday. You know, I, I, I told the guys in the beginning, yeah, like you know, we got all this, and they said we ain't gonna miss it. And you can see it right now that that that, that they they see it coming to an end. And they're really getting a bit more vocal in that dugout. Hey, say, I ain't ready for this to end. Let's get hot. Let's get in the playoffs and let's make some noise. And they really responded. We do have two seniors, uh, our center fielder and our right fielder. And, uh, man, I'm just so glad that, that they playing hard and kind of leading these young guys. After that, man, we we super young, and but we, we, we learning. And I'm super excited about that. Coach, tell me about uh, your playoff bracket because I know that there are some you know, some <laughs> variants. I don't know if I could talk about that on the air. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I can ask you this way. Joe told me that Division Four is all single elimination. Is it that way in Division Three? Select? No, no. But Division Three goes in a twenty-team bracket. For some odd reason, I have absolutely no idea. Is that so, is so that just y'all? Yeah, uh, that's I, no. I think it's all select. Um, okay, all select goes in twenty. But what's the the weird thing is is go find a twenty-team bracket, Casey. I know. Yeah. So, so, so what we're doing is we're playing actually a 32-team bracket with 20 teams. <laughs> makes sense that you know what I mean? I, well, I so, mean, it, it makes LHSA so, sense, but yeah. <laughs> so, so one, 1 through 12 has a bye. Is that playoff baseball case? I, I don't think so. 1 through 12 has a bye. 13 through, 13 through uh, 20 play best two out of three uh, against each other. You know, like 13 plays 20, stuff like that. Uh, and then we, and then so you fall into the 30 team bracket in the second round. So we have four games when the brackets come out of two teams knowing who exactly who they play but can't play in, except for two weeks. <laughs> yep, can't wait till June, Casey. Oh yes, we cannot wait until June. So look, man. Uh, <laughs> As you said a minute ago, I didn't realize that's how how the bracket was. Yeah, you guys could either make it in and be playing in the first round. You guys could make it in, maybe have a bye, or if you guys trip up, maybe not make it in at all. It's all on the table for you the next few weeks. That's it. So like I told my guys, it comes down to three games. Let's win the district championship. We ain't got to worry about nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that, my friend. Look, you're facing South Lafouche. They're starting to get hot. They're starting to play a little better. They got an eight to nothing win over Riverdale yesterday. What are some keys for you all? What are you guys uh, seeing in the Tarpons that, that you guys got to try to limit? We we just got to keep them sleeping in the dugout. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, we, we get those guys riled up. You know, I've been with those guys for a good three or four years. I know exactly how they can play. And when they get excited, when they start having fun, I don't care who they play, and they 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 gonna go out and, and put a lot of pressure on you to beat you. So. You know, we just got to go, and hopefully we get a good lead right there and, and, and just kind of keep grinding and grinding. And hopefully, you know, what, if we could get them down, keep them down, you know, it's going to be hard. Like you said, everybody goes to the games over there. And, and I just, I'm just i so excited about bringing my guys down there for that reason to see what it's like, you know, what we're trying to culture, we're trying to create with our fan base and stuff like that. So I want them to see it. But also, man, I, I, you know, I want us to play hard. I want us to compete. And, uh, man, if we could get ahead of them and just, hey, don't, don't wake them up.
Don't wake him up. <laughs> so, so what's that like, man? Because, like, I know you're close to Coach Bucky, man, and, and you know, oh, yeah. coaching against your partners and everything. Like, you know what he's going to want to do, but he knows what you're going to be wanting to do. Like, what's that like? That's a big old chess match, isn't it? Uh, oh, it, it's going to be fun. I'm actually sleeping over half. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> with Coach Bucky. So, uh, we actually talked yesterday and said, man, we, let's see how good our spot reports are. So I'm going to give you my scouting report on my own team. You give me yours. He said, nah, let's don't do that. But, I mean, <laughs> we, know, we know each other. We know we talk on a daily basis. You know, we talk about my guys. We talk about his guys. I coach some of his guys. I actually put some advice on my guys. He knows the weaknesses and strength of my guys. So, it's going to be just a game of baseball that's going to be fun. And, like, and me, Bucky, and Chandler, we know, you know, as soon as that good rest his play ball, I don't like y'all no more. Yep. <laughs> no, hey, look, I understand that, my friend. Look, I had Joe on in the last segment, and, and Joe and I were talking about this. Um, as we approached the MLB season, I was saying to Joe often when we had him on, like, Joe, I, I'm a little nervous about these rules, but I'll give them a chance. Well, Butch, I've given him a chance, and I love them. I love the new rules because, look, there's no downtime. You sit no. down at 7 to watch a baseball game, and then from 7 to 9.30, you're going to be playing baseball. You're not going to be watching a guy just his gloves. You're not going to be watching mound visit. You're going to be watching a guy play baseball. I love the new rules. Oh, yeah. Hey, no, the only thing I don't like, and I, I, I mean, I ain't been able to sit and watch again. Are they DH in the National League now? Oh, yeah. That, that started last year. Yeah, we got a DH in the NL now. No. So, no, I don't like that. Uh, that was the only reason I was a huge national league fan um the time you know that's okay but you know guys are going to adapt to any rule that they put in place and they're going to try to take advantage of that rule the best they can and i think you're going to see that with the great pitchers and stuff how can i use this as an advantage and also how can the hitters say it? how can i use this as an advantage and like once they get it figured out it's going to make baseball a lot better but the fact is anything that you do a new in a game that's built on tradition is going to have a rule yeah, yeah, no doubt about that, my friend. Well, look, we thank you. Braves are doing? Our Braves are three and one. We started off the season taking two from the Nationals. We played the Cardinals yesterday and hammered them. We're three and one, bro, looking good. We got some injuries to our pitching, though, so the first month might be a little All bit right, of a yeah. grind. How how was uh? Did we upgrade the shortstop? Or, or I know Dansby was good, but I don't know how how did our other guy do. Orlando Arcia is the new guy. He's just kind of been a form hand guy that they've been working up. Yeah. He, he he's doing okay though. He he's playing pretty well. I tell you the guy to look out for, Butch, Matt Olson. Boy, we got him last year and he hit he grounded into the shift over and over and over again with no shift. They can't get him out. Hey, hey, anytime you get rid of Freddie Freeman and you say I'm a little okay with it, then you know the guy can win. <laughs> hey, look, exactly right, my friend. Well look, dude, I can't wait to see you later on. Good luck to oh, you all, man. See you tonight. All yep. right, Casey. Thank you, man. As Butch Terrio with Homer Christian School doing a great job, as always. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan. Terrebonne General Tuesday. Stan Gravois will be chatting with us. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. 
Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. You know, I mentioned this yesterday, and I mean this, is that, look, one of the things I'm most excited for about this week is, yeah, we got so much to talk about, right? But I'm excited to hear what my friends think about all the stuff that's going on in the world of sports, because I'll be honest, a lot of the times with the way life is and how life moves so fast, a lot of the times I don't physically speak to a lot of my friends unless if it's like on the air. So I haven't physically spoken to Stan Gravois, who's on the line now, good buddy of mine, about LSU and all the different things happening. But we're going to make it happen now on the radio. So Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. You just want an old man's point of view, on not <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Look, so super excited and so super proud of LSU winning the national championship. Let's start with that first. We could get into the hoopla and all the stuff that's being talked about on social media later. But I want to talk about, to me, what's the real story and the real accomplishment, which is that a team that won nine games two years ago is cutting down the nets today. Kim Mulkey promised us this. A lot of folks didn't believe that it would happen this soon. But, boy, did it ever. LSU cut them down. They won the national championship. Yep, pretty fascinating stuff for sure. And, and, you know, to consider all of the new starters they had and, and a team that wasn't supposed to do what it did, Pretty amazing, and it just goes to show, in my opinion, that a motivational slash X and O slash it factor coach can do so much for a program, and she certainly has. I'm not saying they don't have the talent. Obviously, they had the talent, 
But she did something, and whatever she did, she did it really, really well. And she's a Louisiana girl, and, you know, Kim Mulkey and I are the same age. I can remember going to high school and always hearing about this little girl that played at Hammond High School who was a little point guard with pixie tails who was really good. And it's kind of nice to see that happen and to have, you know, one of our own sort of win it. Uh, I wish a couple of more of the girls on LSU's team actually were from Louisiana, but that's coming because, you know, they're going to have some in the future. But all that being said, yeah, it made you really proud. And, and the truth be known, uh, I had gone to an Astros game because uh, we were out in the Houston area. So I only got to see the last, I well, you know, it was about probably about the last 10 minutes of the game. But that was the funnest time just to see, you know, and to be proud that you were from Louisiana. No doubt about that, man. Um, and, you know, we got to dive into it because it's what everybody's talking about. We have some little uh, incidents there at the end of the game where, you know, uh, Angel Reese is kind of mocking and showboating Caitlin Clark and, you know, waving her hands across her face. And look, at the time, there were a lot of folks who were saying, well, why is she doing that? Like, that? that's kind of not right. Like, why is she doing that? But, you know, full disclosure, let's be honest, women's basketball is maybe not the most popular mainstream sport. A lot of folks hadn't watched a whole lot of women's basketball. They saw that was kind of Caitlin Clark's gesture all year long and just kind of throwing it back at her. I'm of the opinion of, hey, if you're willing to dish it out, you better be willing to take it. And, hey, look, in fairness, Caitlin Clark did. She didn't react. She didn't push her or shove her. She took it back in stride. And to me, that's why this is the most outrageous social media debate that we're having is that, everybody's bothered by it except the two girls on the court who were not bothered by it. Caitlin Clark wasn't angry about this, so why should everyone else be? You know, I think it still kind of gets rooted back into who you were pulling for in the game. I, I, I really believe that. I believe that everybody who's got a problem with it was probably, you know, fans of Iowa and all of everybody else who was fans of LSU is probably like, it's not a big deal. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I sat and, you know, I realized that it's blown up on social media, and I think it's rather silly. In a perfect world, you know, in the way, you know, I was raised, I, I guess I wouldn't have wished that either one of them would yeah. have done what they did. Just play the game and, and, and move on and let the school board, you know, sort of be your actions of uh, trash talk. But it is not the society we live in, so I kind of get that. So, yeah, as a person who was fascinated with psychology in college and even thought about monitoring, it's funny to just sit back and look at people and look at social media and sort of what have we come to where that is what's shining brighter than the game. And then to see, and I don't know if you talked about this earlier or not, Casey, but this one's sort of mind-boggling to me, talking about everybody gets a trophy society, that Joe Biden's wife now wants both <laughs> to go to the White House. And I'm thinking to myself, what, what, I, I, what planet are we living on? I, you know, I, I just didn't understand that one from the perception of now you're going to have everybody who goes into a championship game going, I guess we both get to go to the White House, you know? So uh, it, it's just kind of weird the way it sort of all played out. And, you know, it takes away from a lot of things in the game. I get it, you know. Uh, but, boy. Some of the performances from some of the other ladies on LSU sure. team, that's what bothers me more than anything. You know, for the young lady who came off the bench and she scores 21 in the first half, 
for the Williams uh, girl to come in and do what she did. She was actually the second leading scorer. And nobody, you know, that those were stories I think that could have been magnified a whole lot more than what went on at the end of that game. No doubt. Very, very well said, man. Look, let, let's dive into some stuff more local. Let's talk some high school baseball. Um, for the first month and a half of the season, Stan, it was, well, this team's number one, this team's number two, this team's number six, this team's number eight. Boy, it's not that way anymore. It's been a little bit of a prolonged lull now for some of our local teams. Division one non-select, we don't have a local team hosting if the playoffs started today. That's a stark contrast from how it was earlier in the year. Division two non-select, we still got assumption up there, and there are still some teams that are going to make the playoffs, no doubt. E.D. White's number two in Division two select, Vanderbilt's right up there. But as a whole, uh, there have been some local teams that have kind of faded to black a little bit and have kind of sunken in their power rating score. Well, I, I think that goes back to us realizing that teams from here were going to have to play teams from here eventually, yep. right? And that, and they kind of happen, and not everybody can sustain, right? Because you're going to lose to somebody from close by. I did think that because we were strong in the area, maybe power rankings would have kept up a little bit. And listen, we are Division One top-heavy in this area especially with South Lafourche and South Terrebonne having to play in Division One, So, you know, I get it. There's a lot of teams out there, and it's harder to get PowerPoint rankings, you know, related to those particular classifications or divisions. So I guess we should have expected a little bit, but I did think we'd be a little higher. The one thing I think maybe, you know, because probably was wrong on that, but the one thing I did think that I could be a little right on was our two peripheral schools, meaning Lutcher and Assumption, I really thought that if we sit here and we don't keep an eye on those two schools, they're going to come on here and railroad everybody in baseball. And i got to tell you, not that they necessarily railroaded everybody because they're not dominant over anybody here, but those two schools, especially being in a Division II bracket, they have the best opportunity in my eyes to move forward. Them and I would say E.D. White and Vanderbilt Catholic in a Division II uh, select bracket simply because I think there's only five teams that can compete in that whole bracket, and that would be Edie White Vanderbilt, St. Thomas More, Turlings, and St. Louis Catholic. And those teams are not like they don't scare me all that much. So I, I think those two teams would have a great opportunity. Even you know, you talk about Joe and CCA. Heck, when you got to play Washita Christian and our friend Gio, but they're at Ascension Catholic, yeah. you know. He's got a tougher road to hold than what the Division Two select bracket is. So you got to be in the right bracket. Things have to be going right for you at the right time. I get all of that. But I think simply what we're seeing in our area is because we're all sort of beating up on each other now that people have started to drop. Now, there are some schools, I will say this, that we kind of are seeing what we thought they were at the beginning. H.L. Bourgeois. We knew it would be a year where Josh's team wasn't senior-laden to the point of what they were last year, and it might be a little trouble, and we're kind of seeing that happen. There are a couple of schools, I understand, that are going through a little adversity right now. Uh, Terrebonne, you know, I heard was sort of up and down, and, and you know, we'll see where they – but, heck, they all those teams in that 5A district still got a chance to win it all. You know, Thibodeau's sort of up and down, so – We'll see that this is the most important time, this home stretch. We'll see how these teams come bring it all home. 
You know what's the most interesting thing is that every coach that I have on, and look, I had two of them on today, Joe Tuton, CCA, and Butch Terrio and Homa Christian, and they echo the things that Matt Plitt's saying. They echo the things that Chandler's saying. They echo the things that Shane Trostclair's saying and Mike Barba. No one likes the system that we have right now. And they're all saying, and Butch said it in the last segment of the show, I can't wait for June to try to get some things fixed. Stan, we've got to do something. Because I'm looking at Division II Select, which is what the bracket you were just talking about. You got Frederick Douglass, who's the number 10 team in the state. They're going to get in and be a top 10 seed. Then over in Division I non-select, Stan, we're going to have 20-win teams who aren't going to make the playoffs at all. Uh, something's got to be done there. Like It's just not the balance isn't right. And here's the thing, right? It's easy for me to say it's broken, but I don't have a solution of how to fix it. So that's the challenge, right, is how do you make it better? But I just know that what we got now ain't it. The balance isn't right. Well, I got to tell you, there is absolutely no balance whatsoever. I mean, it's just like, it's nuts. And for somebody, what's disappointing is, to me, (laughs) when you and I talk and we understand where one team didn't make the playoffs, another team did, don't sell that other team short because if they'd have been in the playoffs in that particular bracket, they may have even wiped it out on a state championship. You and I get that, right? Yep. But truthfully, the general layman, the general person out there doesn't. They, you know, they, they love their high school. They pull for their high school. They didn't make the playoffs. They're mad at the baseball coach. And they don't understand anything that went into, you know, how brackets are done and all. And that's what's disappointing, that some of our – and I'll call them friends, friends as coaches, are not judged the right way because people just don't understand how the LHSA is setting up some of these things. I, I think it's what we always say, you know, those guys in Baton Rouge are pretty much, they hear so much and so many people are yelling at them, you got to do this, you got to do this, you can't do this, you have to do this, that they throw their hands up in the air and they say, well, you tell me how to do it. And then you know, somebody throws something that they hope sticks against the wall, and that's how they go with it for a year. And then they go, oh, well, that wasn't real good. we got to change this around. Now it's, you know, I mean, sometimes you play in one game to move on in the bracket. Sometimes you play in three games, a three-game series. It's There's no – there's no it, – it could be madness. It could be chaos, but there's no method to this madness, and that's what's really disappointing. Yeah, that's very well said. Look, Ellender's got their new football coach. It's going to be Coach John Haslett. He's a longtime Ellender assistant coach. Um, You know, you and I kind of were exchanging some notes there about Coach Haslett last week. And look, man, on the surface, I I didn't know how this was going to be received. I'm not going to lie, because, you know, I I know Coach Haslett, but, you know, I'm not all that familiar with his work. But I'll tell you, I, I shared the story, and a lot of the folks in the Ellender community are saying, hey, man, you know, we trust John. You know, we think John's going to do a good job. He's an Ellender guy. And the response that I've seen is positive. And you know as well as I do that just winning the community is a huge part of winning at Ellender. So, so far, so good for Coach Hazlitt out there. Yeah, Jesse said the model now. That's what we have to realize about Ellender Memorial. I think, and, and, and if I was that guy who was making that hire, and certainly I wasn't, I would take a lot of stock in what Jesse did as a graduate of Ellender, understanding Ellender, being part of the culture of Ellender. That's John. Now, listen, John is an H.L. Bourgeois graduate. You know, he did. He grew up on the west side of Homa. But since he's got into teaching, 
He is full-blown red, white, and blue Patriot inside and out, has gone through a number of head coaches there, so understands different ways of seeing what works and what doesn't work. He sort of run the full gamut. So I always thought when John's name was up there, although he didn't have the experience, I thought it was a very interesting, or he was a very interesting candidate. And I think what they did, and this is without talking to Blaze Pellegrin or Principal Lair or Bob Ogeron, the superintendent of schools, and how they came up with this, or Gus Brown, the athletic director, I think they just thought, you know what? Jesse was one of our own. He understood. That's how we have to do this. We have to sort of build this from within. We don't need to go get Terry Washington or Kowalski Anderson, you know, or somebody from Baton Rouge and New Orleans or even out of state. We we have our guy here who understands what we need, and uh, I look forward to seeing John there and do well because John works hard. He's a tireless worker. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think, you know, he's not been a coordinator, so we'll see how that all kind of plays out in this deal. But I think for the situation, I, I think Ellender probably got the right guy. LSU and Nichols today over at Alec Box. Both teams are playing well in their own rights. Both teams are winning some Southland Conference Series, or uh, Conference Series, rather, Southland for Nichols, SEC for LSU. Uh, it's a good time, man. Both teams are playing well. I think both teams, honestly, have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. I think Nichols has a chance to maybe go in there and sneak the Southland. Of course, LSU is going to be there. Uh, should be a good ball game tonight. I don't know if the Colonels could hold them down for nine innings, but it'll be a great opportunity to find out. Well, I have no idea what's going to happen in a midweek game, but I would say this about both of those teams on the weekend, certainly at different levels with the SEC and the Southland Conference. They're both teams that I really believe that every weekend can win two out of three differently. I think, you know, obviously LSU's got two powers that they're looking in the rearview mirror right now with Arkansas and Tennessee. LSU's just, you know, they, they're really good. I mean, they are what they are. I do wish they had that third guy to pitch, but they are what they are. Nichols is intriguing because there's on certain days that I think Nichols can probably beat anybody in the country. Will that be today? I don't know. If they play LSU ten times, can they beat them, you know, twice, maybe once? I don't know, but maybe tonight is that night. And that obviously would be big as far as, you know, for a little bit of uh, confidence and things like that. So, yeah, I agree with you. They talked about Lamar coming in a couple of weeks ago, and Lamar is, you know, going to be one of the better midweek games for LSU. Lamar had been playing pretty good and stuff like this. Well, you know, Nichols went out and took two or three from Lamar. So that being said, you know, it, it, it could happen. Uh, I do believe that LSU sort of lets its guard down a little bit on Tuesday night games. I mean, it's hard to focus there. You know, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. So, you know, he's just coming off of Tennessee, and I think it's Mississippi State coming up. So I would get it if there was a – so who knows? Who knows what happens? I know it's good for the Thibodeau area for sure because uh, obviously you have a lot of LSU fans for the flagship university, but you also have a lot that are endeared to, to Nickel State being the community university. And it's just a lot of fun for a lot of people. I, you know, in, in, in my hope – it would be a close game. I, I don't even necessarily care who wins because I don't think it's going to have a whole lot to do with who wins the World Series in Omaha, you know. But I would just hope that it's a close game. 
right, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot a couple of times. Will Tiger Woods make the cut this weekend at Augusta? Boy, you know, I think he will because he, I mean, he's, he's been playing, he's, from what I understand, he's been in Augusta, like just playing that course to death. I think Tiger's at more than even he did in his career earlier. I think he's sitting there and he's studying and he's, and you know, when he gets focused, he's absolutely great that he's playing that course and he's playing it hard. I know he's had some little off the, course problems lately but I, that might even lead to him being even a little bit more focused focus so yes making the cut yes winning the thing no okay now two more uh, on the spot questions will a live golfer finish in the top five uh yes okay the only reason i say that is because the other day there were two tournaments going on the pga and uh live had something going on and when you looked at the leaderboard i gotta tell you and I, I, you and I have talked about this before, the live leaderboard is much more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be controversial, but the live leaderboard is much more, uh, it's, it's much more star-studded than PGA. PGA, I don't even know some of these guys who are in the top ten anymore. Live, you know everybody just about who's playing. So, I'll, look, I, I, I don't necessarily think it might be a DJ or, a, you know, a DeChambeau, but I think it might be like uh, – Paul Casey, is it, or somebody yeah, like yeah, that yeah. who finished it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, no, Paul, yeah, I like that pick. I was agreeing with you. Yeah, I think I think a Paul Casey or even another guy who went uh, in Stenson would live now, too. I believe so, yes, sir. So if you got a guy like Henrik Stenson, yeah, I, I think I think almost in the top five, that would almost be a, a really good bet. Okay, now the last one. You know, I got to put you on the spot all the way. Do you have anybody that you like to win it and put on that green jacket? Uh, that I would like personally to win it. Uh, that, or you yes. could, or you could give us a prediction. Either one, your choice. No, no, I'm going to tell you this is a this is a, a sort of a wild card. Uh, not only would I like to see him win it, I think he might have a chance of winning, and that would be Sam Burns. Okay, yeah. You know, I just like. Louisiana guy. I realize that all of our good golfers come from the Shreveport area in Louisiana. <laughs> but that being said, you know, an LSU guy, I, I would love to. He he came down and played at Latour a few times. You know, our good friend James Schilling has seen him out there playing in this area. And so yeah, let's go Sam Burns. Uh would I bet my uh you know, my house on it? No. But uh maybe. He's he's been playing good lately. Yeah, he's sixth on the money list, man. I like that pick. Well, Stan, look, we thank you so much for everything as always. Glad you had a great time in Texas, but it was fun chatting with you as well, man. Have a great rest of the day. Yep, and last statement, uh, I did want to tell you, it's fun to watch those new rule changes in MLB. I love them. there at the game. So I love them. Everything. Yeah, you, you have another couple minutes to elaborate on that? Because, look, that's a great segue. You were at an MLB game. I was just talking to Butch and Joe about that. I went into the uh, the season saying, hey, I, look, I'm, I'm going to just try it, right? I'll try it out. And look, I got to tell you, before, from like 6 to 9, when I was watching a Braves game, I could watch a Braves game while playing on my phone, while playing a game on the iPad, because you only had to look up at the TV every once in a while because guys were adjusting their gloves and guys were stepping off the mat. It's not that way. Now from 6 to about 8.30, but the game's a little shorter, you're actually watching baseball. It's a much more pleasurable viewing experience. Listen, 
there is a big clock, obviously, right behind the plate for the pitcher, but there is a big one in the outfield, or at least at Minute Maid there is. And that was our thing. You know, right when a pitch would be thrown, you would automatically start looking at the clock, and it would go back to 20 seconds. And then you started playing that game of, well, wait a minute, the guy's not fully in the box yet. How is the umpire designating what is the time limit? But they got it under control. The other thing is the guy who was pitching for the Astros was Garcia, and a lot of people know that Garcia likes to sort of rot the baby and do his little salsa before he pitches. Well, none of that. <laughs> you ain't got time for any of that stuff. And the other thing that was fascinating is is there's no doubt in spring training these guys studied it and they understand it because the pitch was being thrown. The kid who pitched for the White Sox was Clevenger, and those guys were throwing their pitch within two seconds of the clock running out almost every pitch. Now, it still was much faster than in the past, don't get me wrong, but they understood exactly what that clock meant. You can tell there was one there was one ball called, and it was late in the game when the game was insignificant on the White Sox pitcher. And I don't think I saw anything else. And the only other thing I would add to it is when a guy gets a walk, he doesn't run to first base anymore. He walks slowly because if the batter gets in the box, they hoping that that clock starts, and it sort of ties the pitcher down, if that makes any sense. With yeah. The <laughs> so you could – you start to see a lot of games yes. happening around the clock, right? So, yeah, I think by the end of the year it's going to be interesting. I mean, the first time it's really going to get crazy is when a bulk is called on the pitcher or something's called on the batter at like a crazy time in the game when it's bases loaded and it's a 3-2 count or something, right? But, uh, no, it, it's interesting, and the game goes much faster there's no doubt about that no i agree well my man we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon uh take care have a great rest of the week all right thank you casey take care yep that is stan Gravo doing an excellent job love spending about a half hour with him i i loved hearing his perspective from someone who's been to an mlb game this year it flows better it's just a more enjoyable product to watch there's less downtime you're actually watching baseball you're not watching ads. You're not watching a guy standing outside of the box. It's a more pleasurable product. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about a couple of other things, then we'll get out of here, get you some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. 
and the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. Casey Jiskler here. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday. The shows where we got a bunch of people lined up and we have like a bunch of guests, like it feels like they fly by. I literally feel like I just got here and we're already wrapping up. And that's because we have spent so much time during the course of the show talking to everyone else. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not complaining about that. That's not a complaint at all. We're super jacked up that we've been able to get everybody else's perspectives and get everybody else's thoughts on um all the madness and the craziness that's happening throughout the world of sports um let's talk about this uh and then we'll get you some betting picks um in the nba uh we've got a lot of action today a lot of teams are playing today because everybody was off yesterday so we've got a whole slate of games the pelicans are playing today against the sacramento kings at home it's looking increasingly likely that new orleans is going to get into the playoffs right at least into the play-in tournament. Right now, if the playoffs started today, the Pelicans would be the number eight seed. Uh, so they would be sitting in a good spot. Uh, and they're actually got a little cushion there. So it's looking like they'll... But but as I say that, there's room to potentially jump up to the five seed so they could get out of the play-in tournament part of this altogether. Um, but that's the good news. The bad news is that New Orleans... Um, there was a report issued today that there's no timetable for Zion Williamson's return. So doesn't look like they're going to get Zion back anytime soon, though the team is playing better in recent days. For New Orleans, the key is is truly this, man. Um you've gotta you've gotta start playing 
more consistently. And you've got to start playing more consistently on both ends of the floor. New Orleans' season this year has been too defined by we'll win eight in a row, then we'll lose seven in a row, then we'll win two out of three, then we'll lose five out of six. Go look at their schedule. Okay? Like, go look at their schedule. You go on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game winning streak to get to 18 and eight. Then you lose four in a row to drop to 18 and 12. Then you win five in a row to get to 23 and 12. Then you lose like 10 in a row to drop below 500. It's been two up and down and up and down and up. They've got to figure out a way to consistently go seven and three over every 10 games. Because in the NBA, it's not about who could go on a 10-game winning streak. It's not about who could, you know, win seven in a row. It's about who could avoid losing four out of seven. So that's all you got to do. You got to figure out how to win series. And to win series, you got to consistently bring it. And for New Orleans, you got a great opportunity to try to take some momentum into the postseason in these final four games. You're playing the Kings and the Grizzlies today and tomorrow. Play the Knicks Friday the Wolves to wrap up the season on Sunday, and it's a good opportunity for New Orleans to try to carry some momentum. Um, Let's wrap up with this. I'll get you guys some betting picks. See what we got here on the old FanDuel app. I got some games earmarked for you. And they'll they'll be centered rather around the MLB. I like in the Major League Baseball ranks today, the Marlins, minus 144 money line. Over the Twins, Alcantara is throwing for Miami. He's incredible. I like them to take care of business there. I like the Rays, minus one and a half run line over the Nationals. The Nationals just aren't very good. And I like the Rays to take care of business there. I like um, over 10 runs for the Braves and the Cardinals. Both teams are swinging it well. Both teams are not throwing very good arms. So I like the Braves there. I like the Guardians, minus one and a half. Uh, run line over the Athletics. I like the Astros minus one and a half run line over the Tigers. And then I like in the NBA today to wrap up the betting portion of the show in the uh, NBA today. I like, let's go with over 222 for the Cavs and the Magic. Let's go with over 227 for the 76ers and the Celtics. Let's go Nuggets minus nine over Houston. And then the last one that we like is a big old parlay. I got that one earmarked for you. I like the Bucks. I like the Raptors. I like the Grizzlies. I like the Nuggets. And the last one, I like the Suns and I like the Lakers. Sorry. So a big old 16 parlay of a bunch of big favorites. It's plus 102 odds. But it's all teams that are favored by like double digits that are facing teams that are tanking or not trying to win or whatever it may be. So I like all the favorites. I like all the chalk. And uh, hopefully we can make a little cash and get ourselves a little money on this parlay. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm looking forward to today um, being out over at South Lafouche High School. The Tarpons are taking on Homa Christian School. It's just a must win, man. It's a must win. The Tarpons, if they want to have any hope. And look. I'm not going to lie to you guys here. 
I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you all. Whether the Tarpons get hot or not down the stretch, it's going to still be hard to get into the top 24. That's just the way the numbers have shaken the math. Like, the math isn't mathing, as the kids say. It's going to be hard for them to get into the postseason, even if they get hot. Um, but you got to give yourself that chance, right? You've got, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games left. I'll give you a hiccup in one of them. You got to win the rest. You got to beat Homer Christian. Got to beat Ellender, Easton, CCA, Ellender again, Vanderbilt, Dunham. And then guess what? You got to also split one of the two between Ascension Catholic and Destrahan. It's just what it is. Like, I. And I get it that if you win, like there's a, there's a real chance. And this is why I think the system sucks. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's a real chance you're sitting at 12 and 10. There's a real chance you could win 19, 20 games and not make it. And not make it. Whereas you look at some of these other brackets, go to Division Two Select, and the number seven team in the state doesn't even have a winning record. The number 10 team in the state is Frederick Douglass. They would get run ruled by every single team in our local 4A district, Ellender included, Morgan City included. It, it, the balance isn't right. The balance isn't right, and something's got to be done about that. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And in June, we've got to make some decisions. But right now, no one likes the way that it is, and and I get asked often, what do the Tarpons have to do to make the playoffs? You've got to win, and you've got to hope the teams above you start losing. Because with a two-and-a-half-point PowerPoint deficit, it's going to take more than just getting hot. You need Mandeville, Hammond, Zachary, Denham Springs. You need some of those teams to start losing. You need to start getting 30- and 35-point days while they start getting six- and seven-point days. You need them to start losing. And it's going to be interesting to see how the numbers shake out. And the only thing that you could do at this point is to take care of them and win the ones that you got. Um, But we'll see how that goes. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We'll wrap some things up. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all. You've been listening to Play by Play tomorrow. We've got our mailbag. We've got Turtle. and We've got so much. Can't wait to give it to you. Have a great rest of the day. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.